Is anybody in here besides me glad that he makes something out of nothing? <laughs> I'm so glad that he makes something out of nothing. We're going to turn first to Psalm 119, and we're going to preach the whole thing. I'm kidding. <laughs> Y'all know that ain't happening and whatnot. <laughs> Psalm 119, we're going to look at Matthew 15, Hebrews chapter 12. Psalm 119, Hebrews, or yeah, Matthew chapter 15. Hebrews 12. I think it'll follow the line of what we're talking about. Let's just start in Hebrews 12. Let's do it backwards. How's that? Hebrews 12. Say, so where is it at? Well, if Paul wrote it, it's behind it. It's to your right. <laughs> if, if somebody else wrote in the New Testament, in the New Testament, in the New Testament, it's to your left. Hebrews divides the New Testament between the Pauline epistles and the rest. Hebrews twelve, chapter twenty-five. Let me get my mind in this. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 25. I believe speaks directly to where we are at this moment. How many of you ever just been in a place in life you just didn't know what to do with it? I'm glad to hear I'm not the only one. Sometimes I just don't know what to do with it. But I have to trust God. Well, I have to trust God anyway. You know, when I get in trouble is when I think I do know what to do with it. <laughs> That's when we get in trouble. The last few weeks, as I mentioned this morning, and, the, and over the last few weeks have just... I got to tell you, it just consumed my consciousness. Told you this morning, we've prayed for a lot of things on Sunday nights as a people and seen a lot of prayers answered in miraculous ways that there's no explanation other than God answered our prayer. And we shout at most answered prayer. We should shout at all answered prayer, but sometimes Amen. you know, I've told you we should ask we serve a big God, remember? Yeah. Ask, big. ask big. Ask big. Let me say it again. We serve a big God. So ask big. Amen. So I'm just reviewing a little here on a Sunday night. Pray crazy prayers. Hello? Hey, you want little answers? Pray little prayers. 
Hello? You want big answers? Pray big prayers. Pray big. Pray beyond yourself. Pray beyond yourself. Pray for the impossible. And don't be shocked when he answers. Because sometimes his answers are shocking. Being with God's will and praying things that God can answer, does it all, it's not always easy. It doesn't always lead to an easy place. And I'm telling you, right now, I'm not in an easy place. Is that okay to tell you that? I'm even, most of you know I'm not, don't back up from much. Sometimes, some people think I don't even think before I speak, but I do, or boy, you wouldn't believe what I would say. And I've came to the place of just saying what needs to be said, but that's not always easy either, and not enjoyable. We've prayed things like, I'll, I'll say it again, I said it this morning, God, that leadership in this nation and the church and the, and the fellowship and the church as a whole that leadership would lead, there's a novel idea. There's a novel idea. How about leadership just lead? I'll say a few things up front. This is the kind of things that gets me in trouble. Just so you know, I'll just tell you up front, it gets me in trouble. It makes me think, do I, do I record the service but kill the live stream? Or do I kill it all and destroy the evidence? <laughs> I'm tired of lawyers leading the church. I'm absolutely sick of lawyers my, my, our son happens to be an attorney and daughter-in-laws. I'm, I'm not against lawyers. When I've needed one, I was glad to have them. But they're not in charge of the church. I don't find that it says to some apostles, some, well, maybe it's right there. I just spelled it wrong. Prophets. <laughs> to some prophets, to some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers, I don't find some attorneys. You don't even know what I'm talking about. All right, this is the kind of stuff that gets me in trouble, Brandon. I've said for years, well, he's retired now, but Richard Hammer, I said, Richard Hammer was the longest serving general superintendent of the Assemblies of God. He was the general counsel to the general counsel. Is there anything wrong with Richard Hammer? No. He's a good man. Just shouldn't be in charge of the assemblies of God. I'm going somewhere, don't worry. It's usually in a pit. <laughs> Just keep digging. 
I'll say some things, go ahead and say it up front because it just needs to be said from me. Because there's people that think I, that I don't like the church, that I don't like the ministry, that I don't like the assemblies of God, that I don't like leadership. I, and none, all of the, nothing could be further from the truth. It's my honor. The highest privilege a man could be given to be called to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I love the ministry. Everything about it. I don't get up dreading my life because I'm God. I've seen people that they, you would think that it, that, it was, that it was a curse that God would call you to the ministry. Word of God says that the ministers are a gift to the church. It's an honor. It's not, I'm not begrudgingly serving. So that's ridiculous. People think you don't like the church. You're always saying this, this, this lies at the feet of the church. No, that's this, it's just things that are true. When the, when the church doesn't walk in the role that the church is called to fill, everybody suffers. We lose sight of who we are. Well, you're just bitter against the assemblies of God. Over what? I'm just answering some questions before I, before I preach. Is that all right? Because it's going to need context. They won't use it, but it's going to need it. <laughs> you know, when they want to quote you out of context, they'll just do it. But it has to be said. You just don't like that. Are you kidding me? I, I've been in the assemblies of God nine months before I was born. Could have left any time I wanted to. But I don't recognize this right now. And I'll just tell you up front, I've spent the last two weeks just every day in my life thinking, I don't know what to do. A few, a few months back I preached, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. It's been a hard thing seeing prayer answered. It's been a hard thing. Because rather than leadership, we have cover-up. Rather than rebuke and reproof of sin, we have apathy. God can't move in apathy. He cannot and he will not. Some people think, see, we know about the love of God and, 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 and loving God, and there's many people that think the opposite of love is hate, but that's not true. The opposite of love is not hate. Because, see, God is love, but there are things that he hates. It's not against his character to hate. But you'll never find at any point where God doesn't care. You are, did you hear me? 
There's nothing that God doesn't care about. Let me say it a different way. He has an opinion on all of it. Good and bad. And his word addresses all of it. There's nothing that goes on on this in the human condition that God is not concerned about. You'll never find an apathetic moment in God. He cares. He loves what is right and what is righteous, and he hates what is evil and abhorrent. I can't imagine that he is the least bit interested in preserving people's positions and offices. I can't imagine that, that for the sake of continuity in a fellowship that he would have somebody cover gross sin and hide behind a lawyer in the meantime. I can't believe I'm saying that, but I'm saying it. And day after day, week after week, exposure comes. And let me tell you, it won't stop until the house is clean or men have repented, which would make the house clean. See, if you'll repent, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves. Leader, humble yourself. Step to the microphone, step to the keyboard, and say, I was wrong. I'm sorry. People were hurt because I was silent. That's humble yourself. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray. Seek my face. Listen to this one. It always blows my mind that he's talking to his people. Turn from their wicked ways. God's people have wicked ways. Paul said to the church of Corinthians, he said, he said, my goodness, there's sin among you that's not named among the Gentiles. To the church. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then, then, not before, then will I hear from heaven, I'll forgive their sins, and I will heal their land. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 25 said, See that you do not refuse him which speaks. I can tell you right now that that doesn't require consulting legal counsel. See that you do not refuse him that speaks. Well, it's gonna, it might, if I speak out of turn, it might cost us millions of dollars. I got news for you. I got news for you. Mark it down. The millions of dollars, the hundreds of millions of dollars are already spent. You might as well leave. You didn't hear me. That's coming. It's not, you're, you're refusing to lead at this time. It's not doing anything but hurting the people. It's not saving any money. God help us.
God, help us. For if they did not escape, he who refused whom spoke from the earth on the earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth. But now he has promised, saying, listen to me, this is it. Yet once more I will shake not only the earth, also heaven. Now this, yet once more, indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken. Mm -mm. It just occurred. Sometimes I just, as I'm reading, I realize what I'm reading. And if it's being shaken and can be shaken, it's being removed. It's, being, it's in the process. Uh, let me read it again. Yet once more I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Now this, yet once more indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken. Of those things that are made. That the things which cannot be shaken can remain. Let me tell you something. Heaven and earth. He just said, I will shake the, the one who speaks from heaven will shake not only the earth, but the heavens. It says that yet once more means that the things that can be shaken are being removed so that that which cannot be shaken can remain. Heaven and earth. Did you notice the two things? I'll shake the earth and not only the earth, but the heavens. Heaven and earth will pass away. But my word, but my word, but my word will never pass away. So that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. I don't know who's going to hear this. We need to hear it. It needs to be said. I don't know who will watch it down the road. Believe me, they're paying attention right now. Assembly of God preacher, I get to speak to you because I are one. It's, going, it's not just us, but I get to speak to us. I've got the card that says I can. I pay the dues that says I can. I've got the lifetime of service that says I can. I'm within the family, I can. Do you know how that goes sometimes? I can talk to my family. I can say to my family about my family. You try to step into my family and say what I said, I, you, it might not be met with, with pleasantries. Because why, it ain't your family. But this is my family. Brother Swagger said back in the 80s, and I'll, it bears repeating. The shepherd's job is to lead and to feed and protect the sheep. And we've came to the place 
where the church and the fellowship exists for the, for the, to, to hold up the shepherd, to protect the shepherd. Right now we're trying to protect the shepherd while the sheep be damned. God help us. I know too many preachers that the only thing they're willing to rebuke is the preacher that rebukes sin. I know too many preachers that the only thing they're willing to stand against is the preacher that stands against corruption. I know too many preachers that the only thing they're willing to stand against is the one that'll stand up and say, our stupid little carnal church programs are never going to do anything to the kingdom of God that our people and our children and our churches are in decline. They're falling apart. The power of God is gone because we're so busy building up everything in our schemes that we don't even know that it's the power of God that comes and makes the difference. We're so busy protecting our institutions that we forgot about the kingdom. Why do I say the things I say? You say, I do love the, the ministry. I do love the church. Above, I love the church. That's why I say it. I love the assemblies of God, but listen to me. I love the kingdom of God more than I love the assemblies of God. And we're being shaken. We're in the epicenter right here in Mauriceville, Texas of a of, of filthy scandal. And we get cute little legal statements. 20 years or more of a predator brought in by our people. Not everybody. I'm not talking about everybody, but I'm talking about on every college campus in South Texas. Let's say it that way. If they got a cow off the campus, it's been corrupted. Period. Save Lamar Beaumont. Nothing's came out on them. Thank God. We're not talking about little things. We're talking about deviant things. I've seen men in the last week. I, I, I'm not here to name names. You, you'll find out. In our fellowship, that they're some of the most revered preachers that are known in our fellowship today. That, and now... They're involved in grooming sexual partners 30 years younger than them while they're still preaching holiness on Sunday. Matt, we're being shaken. See, it's not, a, it's not charisma, an ability to speak, to move a crowd. It's what's true and what's righteous and what's holy. Amen. I'll tell you again, because the Word of God declares that judgment must begin in the house of God.
must. You say, preacher, what about grace and mercy? Listen, every person in this situation, the mercy and the grace of God will be reaching for them. We'll be trying to restore them. We'll be going after them. And what they do with it will be up to them. If they will run and fall on their face before a holy God, you know what he's going to do? He's going to cleanse them and forgive them from all unrighteousness. It's what he does and it's what he will do. But it doesn't mean there won't be consequences. One of my heroes of my life had one of the most catastrophic failures that's ever been seen in ministry. And the price has been high. See, what happens is people are raised up in pride and think that their position gives them power that they don't have and gives them rights that the, that the Word of God doesn't afford them. They begin to think that they're special and that, they, and that because they work so hard for the kingdom that, 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 that God will be okay with this and God will be okay with that. And they begin to exert autocratic authority over people. And God says he hates that. He hates that. When he talked to the churches of the Revelation, he, said, he talked about the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. Some of that was sexual immorality, but much of the doctrine of the Nicolaitans was controlling the laity. And I might tell you there's a whole lot of difference on this side in the court systems and everything else between someone stumbling into immorality than there is grooming young people like a predator. They're not the same thing. I don't know what to do. That's why I said, I'm he's God from beginning to the end. They won't say it because they, there's failures along the way in their own life, maybe not to the degree. You know what? All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. It's not about that. There's not a person in this room in the sound of my voice that'll ever hear my voice that there's things that's happened in your life that you are extremely thankful to the grace of God that it's never been uncovered. There's not a person alive that that's not true. But when you stand and proclaim the goodness of God and the holiness of God and the truth of God's word week after week after week, but you're living in such gross places, like Paul said to the Corinthian church, things that are not named among the Gentiles, it, don't, it can't go on forever. Everything that can be shaken, once again, indicates the removal of things that can be shaken, of things that are made, the things that cannot be, that the things that cannot be shaken can remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace. By which, may we, by which we may serve God acceptably. Listen, I want to serve God acceptably. I'm cons Brandon, I'm consumed with it. That I could serve God acceptably. With reverence and with God 
largely fear. I preached week, last week, the week before last, we've lost our fear of God. People in our pulpits, they've lost their fear of God. For our God is a consuming Matthew chapter 15 says, Jesus addresses it. He says, these people draw near to me with their mouth. Matthew chapter 15 verse 8. And they honor me with their lips. But their heart is far from me. In vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. My heart has to match my words. And my words has to match the word. Psalm 119, 89 says, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Your faithfulness endures to all generations. You establish the earth and it abides and you continue this day according to your ordinances. You turn the page in 119, 113 says, I hate the double-minded, but I love your law. You are my hiding place and my shield I hope in your word. The last few days, I go there and I thank God, this is overwhelming. These are my colleagues. We bring a reproach to the kingdom of God. They love it out there. Do you know that they love it out there? They love it. Jeff Gravis last Sunday morning preached an absolute masterpiece. Addressing these things. Talked about David's lament. At Saul and Jonathan's death, he said, tell it not in Gath. What was he talking about? He was talking about the enemies of God are going to rejoice over this. They're going to eat this up. Oh, keep it from them. Tell it not in Gath. One nineteen, one twenty nine. Your testimonies are wonderful. Therefore, my soul keeps them. The entrance of your words give light. It gives understanding to the simple. I opened my mouth and panted 
Think of that language. Think of, look, think of what David is saying. Think, think about what I opened my mouth and panted. For I long for your commandments. He's talking about such a love for the word. You ever seen anything pant that wasn't long? that wasn't looking for a refreshing, for a drink of water. I've never seen it that wasn't completely out of breath, utterly on the verge of collapse, needing hydration, needing refreshing right then. David says, I pant for your word. When I think of that, it tells me how I fall short when it comes to the things of God. The man, this man after God's own heart says, I pant. My mouth, I opened my mouth and panted for I longed for your word. Look upon me and be merciful to me as is your custom towards those who love your name. Here's this. Here's my prayer. Direct my steps. King James says, order my steps. According to your word, and let no iniquity have dominion over me. That's my prayer tonight. Order my steps according to your word, and let not dominion. I don't even want to talk about the damage that's done in a generation of anything goes that has not been churched to any degree. But when they see the one that's supposed to stand up and be holy, raping children and grooming sexual partners, the damage that comes from those reports are incalculable. Hear me, young person, they're still men of God. And God's still good. And he's still holy. And he's still sovereign. He's still omnipotent. He will still order your steps. Listen, without him, you can still do nothing. No matter what these people do, if we all fall, God's still good. He's still righteous. And he's still right. We're about to go to the Lord in prayer over this, things, and others. I told you before, I'll go ahead and tell you again, I would love to be preaching on my way to heaven and the journey gets sweeter every day. I would love to be preaching a camp meeting tonight rather than a lament. But that's not where we're at. I don't know the how, the when, any of those things. But I do know that this ministry, me personally and this church, has been called for this time. And it ain't easy. But hear me, church, from that side in the corner where Mark's at, all the way over here where Jeff, Jeff, Mark, Jeff, and Jeff, 
<laughs> Brandon, and everything in between. Listen to me. The word that's going forth right now is not easy. But it's necessary. And it's going to be worth it. Hear me. It's going to be worth it. Where do we go from here? You know what? I don't know. Order my steps according to your word. The steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. Oh, don't think it doesn't consume my mind at times. Lord, what now? What do we do? What do I do? Lord, what do I do? What do I tell these people? What do we do next? I don't know. Order my steps according to your word. They're going to come gunning for you. Well, it won't be the first time that I've been gunned for in my life. I've told you a million times I was never particularly popular in school, so I never got used to it. I know everybody, but that don't mean they like me. <laughs> Brother says, you know everybody in Arkansas and half of Texas now. Yeah, but that don't mean they like me. looking at the faces thinking about backgrounds now there's one thing that Jeff this Jeff and I have in common in Misty and I think he just ruined me I come up under a man that didn't back up from nothing I come up under a pastor I come up under pastor Bobby Johnson that he just preached truth and let the chips fall where they may. And you know what? God moved powerfully. Somebody sent me a, a Tozier quote the other day and I'm just telling you because it helps me. We revere A.W. Tozier today. They hated him then. They hated him. There were many, 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 many places he would go pre scheduled to preach three nights and he got to preach one and was never invited back. Ever. We revere Ra Raven Hill today. Not so much then. Brother Clendenin, y'all know him. He used to say, the preacher ought to be the most loved man and the most hated man in town. Yeah. I'm not going to be elected to any office anytime soon in this assemblies of God. But the good thing is I wasn't running for anything. <laughs> Church somebody Somebody's got to pray. Somebody's got to lay down the word of God and stand on it.
Somebody's got to be a prepared vessel and a prepared ground for God to have a place to move. Because I can assure you that he's not going to move in a nasty place. He's not going to do it. Can we stand and come together tonight and pray? He says, to order my steps according to your word and let no iniquity have dominion over me. Listen to verse 1, Psalm 119, verse 134. He says, redeem me from the oppression of man that I may keep your precepts. Let your face shine upon your servant and teach me your statutes. Rivers of water have ran down from my eyes because men do not keep your law. Righteous are you, O Lord, and upright are your judgments. Your testimonies, which you have commandment, are righteous and very faithful. Very faithful. Righteous and very faithful.